What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. I am your co-host, Caesar Walker. And I'm Ronnie Gatry. And we're about to start the show. We also want to thank you for listening. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you continue to have a great and productive week. Peace and blessings to each and every one of you. Before we get started, want to um, just shout out the Gulf Coast and those along the East Coast who have been affected by Hurricane Michael. Um, we know, of course, last week when it entered or hit shore last week, it was what a Category Four, I yeah. think. At um, as of now, um, I think. I mean, we've seen pictures and footage of of the destruction that uh, it laid in its you know path. But uh, I think now it's confirmed a total of eighteen yeah, deaths. I, I, I think I was seven. Last I heard was seventeen. I think four hours ago they CNN updated it to eighteen. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think someone in Virginia or something like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's 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 up and down the coast. So our prayers and thoughts to those who were greatly impacted and who lost loved ones. Um, you're in our prayers and in, in our thoughts. Um, also, too, I think we should I think we should encourage people if they can to donate. To some causes to help support with this, like some disaster relief. Yeah, you're a little antsy on that. I, I shouldn't speak on this. You just go ahead. Well, the, of course, you have to do your homework and Thank vet you. out the the. You the said proper, that a lot better than I was gonna say. Yeah, and, and my thing is, I want not to just tell people to go do it, but I was gonna offer like maybe one or two um, organizations that you could donate to. Right. Um, Habitat for Humanity, um, obviously. Mm. Um, and I'm, there's there's some that I'm staying away from intentionally, sure, obviously. Sure. Actually, I'm just going to stick with Habitat for Humanity. Right. Um, I'm not going to blast anybody, but right. Yeah. So there, of course, in in this, to me, this is what I call the skid market society when people mm-hmm. use to scam people out of money to take advantage of their sympathy for those who some need sick help. People, some sick people. Um, but Habitat for Humanity is not one of those organizations. Right. So if you feel the need to donate, and I actually plan on donating. Okay. Um, um, to this, so and it's it's just whatever you can, man. You know, water, whatever. Yeah. Um, people can use anything. So just just to let people know that we're not only are we praying because we say that a lot, mm. but let's put some action to it. Love is an action, and mm. so let's let's do something for them. Um, yeah. So that's that's all I had. I didn't know if you had any takeaway on that, Gat. Uh, I'm sorry to admit it, but nothing nearly as impactful as that. But yeah, I. I, I, I want to share something. I'm going to be really quick here, but Go for it. Um, I, I found myself in a conversa- conversation with a uh, staunch Trump supporter regarding uh, these, the, you know, the, the hurricanes, mm-hmm. you know, notably, what was the name of the one that you just said? I'm Habitat? So no. What do you mean? The hurricane. That just hurricane said. Michael? Yeah, Hurricane Michael and the one that hit the Carolinas. Right. Uh, I don't remember. I don't even remember that Harvey? one. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Man, where's my woke meter? Okay, you're not so, woke. But, but, I'm not. But anyway, um, she was she was saying that she felt like the one that hit the Carolinas a month or so ago got way more press than Hurricane Michael did. Right. And uh, I never I never stopped to think about it. I was like, man, she's right. Yeah. You know, and you know, of course, I acknowledge that. I was like, I wonder if I wonder if the media just thinks us in the South we're just kind of used to this, so they don't you know provide as much coverage or. Yeah, that I mean, could be something to that. Either way, and we, we both voiced our thoughts about the media in general, but mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was interesting. But it doesn't take away from the impact that Michael had. Man, lives were lost. It doesn't matter if it was one life or 20. I mean, lives were lost from this natural disaster, if you will. So yeah. um, 
I approach it the same way. It doesn't matter how much press it gets. Right, so, yeah. right, right. And and people are still impacted regardless. So it's, it's always important to stop what we're doing and to think about those people. Absolutely. So, yeah, we would want the same if we were in their shoes. So man. that's it, man. Um, so let's 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 get into let's get into the podcast. Okay. Before we get started, you're not gonna ask me about me. Um, I am actually. <laughs> I mean, in general, not. How are you? Nothing. I I'm great. I, and again, I only ask that because I have to be vulnerable about something that's very embarrassing. What? It's music. It's music related. Don't don't think this is me like getting caught in a reverse prostitution. <laughs> Pretty sure we would have all known about that by now. That's true. <laughs> Shout out to AL.com. Savages. Dude, I I am not crazy about the Migos at all. Okay. But it's just it's just a phenomenon that I just cannot seem to just fully remove or intentionally remove myself from. Okay. So um your very own Quavo dropped an album on Friday. Okay. You claim him, right? Do I claim him? Quavo Huncho. Claim it. Why would I? Why do oh, I claim? You just seem like you'd be into him. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Dude, he dropped an album Friday. It, man, I knew he was dropping it. I'm like, stay away, stay away, stay away. I go to the gym early, about 5 a.m., right? I open Spotify, and it's like, Ronnie, you all listen to Quavo Huncho. I'm like, oh, this is this this is good. This is probably good cardio music. What what the heck? So I fired up. It's absolute trash. <laughs> it's trash. T rash. Yeah, there you go. That's that's your designation for trash. I was waiting for it. Yeah, because there's trash and there's T rash. Right. It's totally different, right? I know now. <laughs> trash is mildly consumable. T rash. It's radioactive. Like it's get away from. It. So it's that bad, huh? Yeah. I thought it would be. Why is it? Why, why do you? Why do you say I'm, it's trash? I think I'm over the Migos. I think I'm over. Is it the are Migos? You? Is it Migos? What is it? It's is it Huncho? I mean, what are they? Don't do that. It's Migos. <laughs> okay, I'm over it. Like I don't understand like how they generate so much appeal. And maybe it's showing my age. Maybe I'm just old. But yeah. it's just like I've heard this before. And that's go to the next track. I've heard this before. So it's now just go, the same sound. Yeah. If it works. Uh, nobody wants to hear that anymore. This is not Gregorian chant. Rap. You're trapping, right? <laughs> this is not what, Gatsby? Gregorian chant. <laughs> Shout out to the University of Alabama in Birmingham because it was there that I took music appreciation and I was able to hold on to a term such as Gregorian chant. I'm pretty sure you didn't appreciate it at the time when you had to study it. No. But anyway, Quavo and the Migos have found a way to integrate Gregorian chant into trap music, and it's terrible. But anyway, I, I haven't have, heard I haven't heard much about that. That's why you're blessed and anointed. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, I had to get that up off my chest because it was heavy. Maybe I'm just a hater. I don't know, but. Am I a hater really if I gave it a shot? Like, I listened to the entire album. Madonna's on there for Pete's sake. Um, and that track was actually okay. It was different. But um, I listened to this project in its entirety, and I, I was able to conclude that I probably aged outside the Migos target range or whatever. Yeah. Or this is just absolute waste. 
It could be both. What, what do you feel about the Migos? And, and, I, and I promise you, we don't need to spend another 20 minutes talking about it. I just want to know where you, where you stand on them. I'll trash them one more time and we can keep it moving. Um, I, I just feel like every now and again you have artist or an artist that from a cultural standpoint, like they may not be, they may not have the best songs or the best hits, but they just, for whatever reason, they're, they become lovable when it comes to the culture. To a lesser extent, Cardi B can kind of be like that to me. Like, I just feel like people like them hmm. more so than their music. Really? And when they release music, people like it. Now, granted, Miko's got some hits. I'm not going to deny them. They got that. some hits. Yeah. But re- here's why I say that. I think people like them more than their music. Because hmm. I think, I think Ray Schremer, I think they have more hits than the Migos. Same demographic. True. Same, but the love that they get, as opposed to the love that the Migos get, night and day difference. True. So I just think, I just think. Migos is cross-culture. Yeah, people like them. They're very likable. The way they dress, they're just different. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just think it's almost, yeah, I just think it's just, they have something, some people just got the it factor, and they have it in terms of their appeal to the masses. In a way, the same with like Cardi. Can we leave now? Sure. And, now, I, and, and that's my fault because I, I brought you into that. So well, forgive me. It's okay. Speaking of faults, are you ready to apologize to me and admit that you were wrong? I didn't think you were going to bring this here. Yeah. But you did. Oh, yeah. All right. And, and I'm going to be And let's let the here. people know. By the way, is that podcast loaded that we talked about? Or did I scare yeah. you off from uploading? It's locked and loaded. Okay. All right. <laughs> Caesar yeah. Walker. To you and our and our faithful listeners, set it up, please. No, no, set it up. Mm-mm. You want me? You want me to go all the way back and explain be, why I'm apologizing? Be brief. Yeah, okay. yeah. Be brief. Uh, going back to a podcast, I liken Caesar Walker to uh, my five year old son in that of not enjoying the sucker that he was eating at the time, but focusing on another toy that my other son had. Mm-hmm. Um, all this in reference to Auburn football, right? Okay. Um, I was wrong. And I do apologize. Oh, okay. Apology accepted. And I'm going to explain why. Okay. okay. Because not only yesterday, um, but the Saturday before, I started to see a lot of things that Walker was concerned about in Auburn football. Mm-hmm. So, um, especially after yesterday, I mean, I'm. You, you texted me yesterday during the game. I'm like, tell him what I texted you. Because I've been trolling Gatry for two solid weeks. Every, this, this I'm not actually, even. I'm not even mad. Any, I'm not even mad because this is an opportunity for me to troll Gatry. <laughs> so it's like bittersweet. Go ahead. Um, this was this was kind of funny. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I mean, I. I was I throwing was, my best out there. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't remember it word for word, but it's it, he texted me randomly and said, "I'm enjoying my sucker, Gatry." <laughs> Not only that, not to be out, uh, uh, outdone, <laughs> Walker follows it up with the gift of Lil Wade and the sucker. <laughs> or uh, l- 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 lollipop, if you will. <laughs> and I lost it. I lost it to the point to where, like, there's a tear and a half coming out of my eyelids. And, you know, my wife's looking at me like, you're the absolutely crazy. The timing was so cool. The timing was, was, yeah. was on point. 
Um, my, my apologies, Walker. Okay. All right. No need to elaborate. I will say this. As an Auburn fan, um, Gus has forcing me to take a knee on Auburn football. Oh, my God. He's forcing me to take a knee. And, and here's why. <laughs> Yesterday, I didn't even watch the game, right? I didn't watch the game. So when you were texting me, you weren't watching it? Oh, I was keeping track of it on my phone. While you were doing more important things. Absolutely. And here's how I look at it. And here's here's how, because here's the thing. I am responsible for my own sanity. True. Right? We talked about this. We talked about this. Yeah. I'm an adult now. And I and and I have read up and studied the, the whole principle of the time value. Okay. The value of time. Very crucial. Very important, especially yeah. when you have stuff to do. Right? Right. Um. My job takes a lot of my time away just because it's a higher priority. I have a job, right? right? So when I'm not at work and I have dreams and passions I'm pursuing and errands and things to make to do I have to do to make my wife happy right. and you know, those sort of things, I can say to myself, you know, for 3 hours that doesn't matter. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can sit here and watch this game. <laughs> And War Eagle for three hours. Or, or I can handle other things that are crucial in my life, right? right? What I've realized what has made me upset is that when we see product on the field like that, not only am I disappointed that we lost, I'm also thinking about the three hours that I could have done something productive. So now I'm double I'm big mad Because now I still got to cut the grass. I still got to wash my wife's car that I promised her I'd wash. And now I got three less hours in a day to do it. I'm upset. Can you see how moody I can be on a Sunday? Absolutely. But when you don't do that and you handle those things, you're smiling on (laughs) Sunday like, what, my wife's happy? Well, at least I got these things done. At least, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, like, I'm good. I'm good. But my, my concerns have always been there. So it's not like this is new to me. It's just new to you. You're just being introduced to it. I. That's all. I made peace with this three weeks ago when I got chewed out and got told that I was your. <laughs> I needed to enjoy my sucker. I made peace with it then. That's why I'm loving this moment where Gatry. And by the way, for those who know Gatry personally, <laughs> have you ever known him to be this humbled? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, dude? Dude, life has taught me a lot. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Don't want to spend all day on that. But, you know, I want to say to you, Tua pretty much has the Heisman locked locked down. Uh, You guys look like the favorites. Don't do this. Clear runaway in the SEC. Just never know. People can get injured. Things happen. But right now, enjoy. And you enjoy your sucker. How about that? (laughs) Okay, you enjoy your sucker. Take your own advice. <laughs> yes, all right. sir. That's all I got. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, no, I think I think we've added enough there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving along. That's that's sports. Uh, NBA season starts this upcoming week. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, I don't think you care as much. Uh, can you tell me what the NBA is again? So um, moving on. Um, the rapper Young Boy. So there was news. Um, one of the things that we talked about in the previous weeks, we was discussing like the Me Too movement, and we were discussing feminism, women's rights, and that whole. Night. Can, can I can I please pause you? Yeah. You you really want to make NBA a, 
a thing? Like, you really want to bring that up as a, like a major topic of things no. that are happening this week? No. Okay, because you understand. I'm just season. shuffling through. I'm just okay. shuffling through. But, but you are fully aware that this season is pretty much useless. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Oh, that, that's well, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. It's not useless. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Useless in what sense? We already know. The outcome? Yeah. Well, we I, know how the story ends, Walker. Sure. But what I'm curious about, I want to see how well Kawhi plays in Toronto. OVO. Keep talking. So OVO. No, 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 no. Don't you do that. I'm going to mute You're it. OVO. Don't you do that. You No. You get your hand off the laptop and you listen to this. I mean, dog. Hands up, don't mute. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, no. You're you're OVO. You you can't, you're invested in what happens in Toronto. Don't you? Don't you have an OVO Raptors jersey? Get to your point, Walker. I just want to see how Kawhi does. I want to see how your boy DeRozan does in San Ann. San Antone. Yeah. There's other storylines. I want to see how well Braun does in L.A. Yeah. There's other storylines going on. Just well, because you know how the, how it ends doesn't mean that the, the matters leading up to it. I mean, how many movies have you seen the end from the beginning? And then they show you how it got to that point. We want to know the details. How does it get to that point? That's all. Go on, you were you were about to deliver. I was about to go on to something way more important, just, and you brought just, us back. Not not just for me, but for our listeners. Like, no, I'm just recapping. Okay. I'm talking about things. It's for, forgive me again. That's two apologies this episode already. We're not even twenty minutes in. It's okay, man. It's all right. Anyway, we were talking about women's rights, and we was talking about one of the things that we were keeping kind of like an invisible tally of is. As cases get brought up against men, mm-hmm. and we want to see if there is a difference between how white men are treated when they're prosecuted or indicted on charges versus how black men. Sure. We've already seen two examples, Harvey, uh, uh, not Harvey, but uh, Bill Cosby. Right. And? Weinstein. No. What? Kavanaugh. Oh, okay, yeah. Still an allegation. And we've seen how we've seen how they were handled differently. Now we got Harvey Weinstein, which is a really serious case, right? True. Is that is that about to go somewhere? Well, I think last Thursday, um, he has three counts um, against him. That's and, it. And one of them got dropped this past oh Thursday. One of them got dropped, so he's down to two. So again, Harvey Weinstein's on the clock. That whole situation is on the clock just to determine the outcome and what happens to him. Right. Uh, my coworker who brought it to my attention um, this past week, uh, she was like, "It don't look good." You know, that's just her. Like, they're 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 finding slowly, slowly working him out of this situation. Yes, yeah, another situation where we know how the story's going to end. Hey, he's still just, on the clock. I'm just want to when okay. I say he's okay. on the clock. I just want to see how it all plays out. Okay. Prove me wrong. Right. Prove me wrong. Right. You throw Harvey in jail, I have to reconsider my previous statements made. Okay. Right? I think that's fair. Right? So that's why I say he's on the clock because I want to know, okay, where is this going? Mm-hmm. Show me that things have changed. Right. right. Right? So also, I don't know if you even know about this, but there's also a wide receiver for Wisconsin. Quintez Cephas. Oh. You familiar with that? I've heard that name. Keep talking, Walker. Okay. 
Quintez Cephas is a receiver or was a receiver for the Wisconsin Badgers. Yes. He has since been suspended from the team and is facing criminal felony charges of second and third degree sexual assault. Oh, my goodness. So what happened was uh, two white girls um, gave an invitation to him for a threesome. He complies. It seems all good. They leave the apartment. Everything's all good. Then all of a sudden he gets hit with accusations of rape because they claim they were intoxicated. Okay, one this, girl is, was, this is not what I thought it was. One girl claims she's going in and out during the whole situation. And I think another player or another guy was involved. Like he was taking pictures and stuff like that. He has since been reinstated to the team. The charges and whatnot are all on Quintez, Quintez, because he was the one in, involved in the act, right? Right. He maintains the, that it was all consensual. Now, from what here's what here's what I have been told. Here's what I've read up on. Here's what I've heard. Okay. Okay. There are claims that in the building where he stays, because they were at his apartment. Okay. Oh. There's video surveillance that shows the girls leaving his apartment, and they don't appear to be under the influence of alcohol. In fact, one girl, before she leaves, is having a conversation with him. No way. Before she leaves. Right? Yeah. There's also claims that one of the girls sent a text message to him 45 minutes later, and it was like a friendly text. Had an emoji on it and everything. What? Yet, no one's dropping this count. Like they're dropping Harvey's. Right. Right? So my thing is, mm. you're on the clock, Harvey. You're on the clock. That's all I'm saying. He's He could be facing 40. Not only will is he facing the reality or the possibility of not making, because apparently this guy is talented, a talented receiver. Who, okay. He has NFL talent. I'll oh. put it that way. Okay. So not only is he facing the possibility of never realizing his dream, he could be facing 40 years federal prison on such accusation right and i and it goes back to again previous statements that i've made about the me too movement in that i don't feel that black women are major stakeholders in that movement and the irony of that is that a black woman started me too did you know that yes dude she um i, I saw something random i forget her, her name i meant yeah. to look up is, her is name is she a local person no I, she was she was in town she was in town but yeah, i don't think she's, she's from not here. local but she was in town for okay. some other event yeah and that's when i realized like hold on did they get that right right and i think i, I it started 20 with her. seconds and googled her real quick yes started yes. with her started with her right yet we don't even know her story mm. do we there's a i don't know I don't. I got to hey, research we it. We didn't even know. Most people listening don't know, right? Yet, black men are the low-hanging fruit of this movement because all we got to do is allege something, and even if there's proof that may disprove that, they're still going on with this, with this case, with this guy, right? So I have my concerns, and listen, so toxic, rape man. and sexual assault occurs in every community. We know this. Right. Every community. And I don't, it's obvious we haven't come up with a proper way to deal with these issues. Okay. Right? Right. And while I'll admit that I, again, we're going to get into the, we're going to get into the meat of of what we're going to talk about today, but I'm, I'm looking at the differences between how 
black men are treated versus white men are treated, the way white men are treated when accusations are brought against them. In the past, what, several months, Gatry? It's it's like, it's night and day. Right. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. For me as a black man, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the flag on that one. So it, it brings us to a topic, and I, and I mentioned this to Gatry because just a week ago was, I don't know, is this the fifth one or not? But Emma Rose had a, I think it was her, the fifth one that she led or was a big part of, the Slut Walk. Yes. Um, I, and granted, I think the Slut Walk has been around for like longer. But she's been a part of it um, as a yeah, well-known celebrity. Yeah, yeah, this is the fifth one. Yeah. Uh, she's been a part of it. I mean, it's been around much longer than, than five years. I think it started like in 2011, right. maybe? Okay. Um, it So... That occurred, and I was asking Gatry about it, like what his thoughts was. And he really didn't have much ideas about it at the time or had much of an opinion about it. Well, well, my, my exposure to the slut walk was very limited. Okay. And I, even as I shared with you during our, what I like to call a pre-production meeting, because um, that sounds very impressive to our listeners, um, <laughs> yes, we do have those. Yes, it's um, called a phone call. <laughs> Thanks for normalizing it, by the no, way. I mean, that's what I'm here for. Oh, uh, I in that moment, I took in everything I knew about the slut walk, which was women walking walking around the streets, candidly clad, and essentially using that as a platform or an outlet to express their sexuality. Right. right. So um, I challenged myself because I. I, you know, I, I, I'm getting to an age to where it's like, okay, there's my thought and then there are facts. And then kind of like we talked about, we kind of blame the media because they, they kind of twist stories to the way they want the, the, the sure. public to perceive them right. without really going to the facts. So if I, if I expect that from the media, I have to expect that from myself. Right. So um, I Bas- did- Basically, I like how you said it. There's facts, there's your opinions, but there's also, I mean, I guess that another word for facts is nuance. Oh, that's a that's an even better term. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I did the unthinkable, and I just went directly to slut walk, right? All right, not knowing what I'm getting myself into, but in and Walker, just as I told you before we recorded, I was pleasantly surprised. This this movement, while you can challenge the optics of it, this movement empowers women in so many so many ways that I did not know before researching. So um, we talked about Me Too movement. We talk about, you know, just embracing levels of feminism Mm -hmm. and, you know, encouraging women to a degree. Now, after researching this and finding out these things, my immediate thought was, well, why can't this be what's projected? Mm. That's, you know, to what's essentially being consumed by a majority of the public because... I'm sure there are people walking around with the same mindset I had on Friday night. Right. Like, oh, just a bunch of women wearing nothing. Right. You know, no, but there's a message behind this. Sure. So. What's the message? The message, I, I think, is just feminism. Being confident in who you are as a woman. Okay. And uh, knowing that, you know, they're, they're, you're out there. You've dealt, you know, a lot of women out there who walk with these <laughs> Not walk with these sluts, um, but who participated the slut walk? <laughs> Let me clean that you up. Would have said that. That would have been epic, right? Um, <laughs> no, but there are women who walk on these slut walks that have been raped, 
Absolutely. You know, that have been, that are victims of emotional, uh, emotional harassment, emotional distress. Distress, yeah, That comes from harassment. Emotional abuse is what I was looking for. Gotcha. Like, this is an event that empowers them to say, hey, it's not just me, it's everybody else here. Right. Right? So I'm not alone. And then you have speakers that come to these things preaching messages of empowerment. Okay. Right? So, um... (laughs) And I got to give the odd because, you know, I just I think this is humorous. But um, in my research and, and again, my research all was all conducted on AmberroseSlutWalk.com, Right. OK. Yeah. So I'm getting it straight from the source. Um, but there's an image <laughs> of a woman. And the, OK, go ahead. Go there's ahead. an image of a woman speaking. I don't know what she's speaking about. It's just an image. But she's on stage and she's got a Captain Save-A-Ho cape on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just found it humorous, but um, it is pretty funny. Yeah, but it's it's just it's just like while while I went to your website and I read about like what's at the core of what you're doing, I'm still distracted by the optics to a degree. Now, now again, I'm a 36 year old male <laughs> with with a wife been married to wife I've been married to for nine years and two young men. Now, not politically, but you know. Lifestyle-wise, I'm very conservative. So for me, seeing this, I'm like, well, I have. To, it takes a matter of intentionality for me to go go forward with this and research. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot of people will stop at the optics. That's a problem. But in focusing on the slut walk, like we are, I want to say that my thoughts have matured after doing research, and I applaud what she's doing for women, and I applaud everyone she's gotten involved. That's a part of the movement. Mm-hmm. Is that enough, or should I keep going? Um, if that's all, I mean, I, I have thoughts on it. Um, Nobody wants to hear those. Is your mic on? You tell me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you hold the you hold the uh, the button over there. Let's hear it, Walker. So, I always knew there was more nuance to a bunch of women walking down the street, scantily clad, right? Like, uh. I did some research my, myself, and I think one of the biggest things, because there, there's a lot of, I'm going to throw out a lot of terms, terminology okay. of things that I've, I've been hearing a lot over the past few years. Sure. And so the biggest thing that, to me, the slut rock represents is that it is pushing it back against what's known as rape culture. Mm. Okay? Okay. So... When you define rape culture, it, it's basically it's basically kind of like an environment that in which rape is pervasive, or is justified, or is trivialized, or it's you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so when you talk about rape culture, you you it's it's different aspects of it that lead that feeds into rape culture such as victim blaming mm. such as slut shaming okay hence what you're seeing during the march where people was like just because I'm a sl- slut doesn't mean fill in the right. blank right right so slut shaming and victim blaming are aspects of rape culture that the slut walk is trying to bring awareness to and speak on and to let people know hey these are things that we as women are dealing with. It's not right, so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. Now, 
I agree with much, I would say the majority of what they are striving for. Women empowerment, equality for women, right? All right. Justice yes. for women who have been assaulted, abused, so on and so forth, right? Right. And I feel like just just also, and, and this is very important, I feel like they're pushing for an environment where women can freely embrace their sexuality without being judged for it. Okay. I think that's very important because I think that without that environment, that feeds into a lot of these other categories that happens. It's important, but do you agree with it? Do I agree with it? So here's my take on it. I feel that a woman's sexuality is a part of femininity. Okay. It's a part of it. If we're expecting women to bear our children, if we're expecting our wives to be sexy for us, then we have to also have in place an environment to where women can talk about their sexuality, embrace their sexuality, right? How else are they gonna how else are they gonna learn? That's it. Okay. Okay. Did I'm, you see what I'm saying? I'm walking with you. Here's what I'm saying is and I'm gonna give you an example from a Christian perspective. Okay. Right? You know I love that. We encourage our young ladies to save themselves from marriage. Right? Right. We encourage them to save themselves from marriage to be a virgin. Sure. Right? It doesn't always happen that way. But what we if we don't if we're not careful, what we will and I've I've listened to a few interviews from different females talk about about this very thing. Mm-hmm. In the what if we're not careful, what becomes ingrained into the psyche of a woman is my worth and value to my husband and to me as a woman in general is tied to my my ability to keep myself sexually pure. If I lose my virginity to that point, it's almost like I lose value. Okay. So to speak. Right, which is not the case. Which is not the case. Right. I don't agree with that at all. Sure. But if I drill into a female, because oftentimes from a biblical st- or from a religious standpoint, we keep preaching, don't you have sex? Don't you have sex? Don't you have sex? This, that, and the third. But what we're not encouraging females is that when you get married and you meet your husband, he loves you, sex is so wonderful. Mm, it's Sex been taboo. So, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Especially like in the it's black ta- Baptist church. Absolutely. Black Southern Baptist church. Right, for that matter. right, yeah. right. It's the elephant in the room to where we can't explain and express to people that, and listen, for me, I didn't save myself for marriage. Okay. I can attest to the fact that sex with my wife is better than any sexual experience I had with anybody else. Okay. Reason why is because, because I was brought up in a... Christian environment, there was a lot of guilt associated when I had sex outside of marriage. Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. What if this girl gets pregnant? Like now in my marriage, I don't have those concerns. Right. All of that is removed. So for me, from a mental standpoint, sex on this side has always been better. Okay. Now, not only that, even in my previous experiences, sex to me was a distraction. In other words, I'm not focusing on building relationship. I'm just hot and heavy right. most of the He's time. Trying to get it in, right? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like I ain't, I ain't got but so much time. I got. <laughs> it's getting late. 
We doing this or not? <laughs> or not. <nah. laughs> or not. Nah. You know what I mean? So, but with my wife, this is my best friend. Yeah. So it's it's just it's the whole dynamic is different, but we don't talk to our young people about that. We don't give them something to anticipate. And even for the women who are struggling to find a mate, because that's an issue too, Gat. True. The issue there is that, okay, what do I do? What if I don't feel like waiting? And that's about what do I do? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So now that my whole point is the conversation of a woman's sexuality needs to be discussed because you have different scenarios that women are living and experiencing on a daily basis. No one is talking about it. True. But when a woman goes out there and does something, oh you ho, you such a slut. Are you such and, and it's it's it comes from it can come from us, it can come from other especially other women. I think I think women are the one some of the biggest perpetrators of this because of how they view other women who do stuff. Uh, like I remember in college there was a girl and she was judging other girls for hanging out with football players and guys who were, you know, in fraternities and whatnot, and lo and behold, I found out she getting it in. Not with them per se, but you know still, what I mean? Yeah. She's still getting it in. I'm right. thinking, wait, wasn't you? <laughs> We just, but, but it's not with the football players, though. You see what I'm saying? But, but my whole thing is we look at certain people a certain way for what they do, and it, it becomes this thing to where well, I don't want to be a – even though I have these sexual urges, I have these desires, I'm, I'm maturing, I'm becoming a woman, I'm being attracted to men, how do I navigate through that? No one is talking about that. Mm, so women are left to dealing with this – in own. silos, right? See what I'm saying? And then, so there's a there's take, a taking your point when you're in, like, say you're off at college, you feel you feel like it's just you, it's just you. So you end up just whatever DM and yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Is yeah, dude, that's that's compelling. You see what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. it, there there's there's nuance to this, and I think if we just look at it on the surface level, um. It's, it's, it seems it does seem trivial, but if you drill down into it, there's a lot of conversations that needs to be had around this topic. But Walker, we're as a community, we're afraid of it. We shouldn't be. Well, I, I, and I'm with you, but I'm just I'm sharing. That's true. I, I mean, I know the church I grew up in. Absolutely. Painfully afraid of. Just it. even in households, think about it. It's not Ooh, even yeah. just the church, but just yeah, households. How true. uncomfortable. Was it for our parents to talk to us about these things? Why do you think that is? And if I'm veering, pull me back in. No. But you're afraid of the truth. Hmm. I'm afraid that if I talk to my child and have honest discussions, I will find out that they're out there getting it in. <laughs> okay. Think about it. Right. You got two sons, but what if you had a daughter? And you found out. Oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's not only because because I've been putting myself in that in that situation hypothetically yeah. as you've been talking like yeah what if I had a daughter in there but if I were to if I were to let fear determine how I proceeded with her or how right. I raised her right then I'm thinking of the aftermath of what I have to deal with after I found out that my that my daughter's been getting it in right and then that that guilt is like well what if we just had the conversation beforehand mm-hmm. right you know right. And, and who, who's to say? I mean, it, it goes back to what you said. Is getting it in that bad? Like, take it back to a Christian perspective. 
is God really going to forsake you? No. If you do that before marriage, no. we all know that's not, not that's the not, case. And you still have a plan. You still, have, you still are on this earth for a purpose. Yeah, you man. still have value. You still have, you know what I mean? Right. So, but because we don't have these honest conversations, we, we don't need, we never get to that part. We never get to that part because we just, as long as I, do, it's almost like what ignorance is bliss. Right. If I don't know it, oof, that's good. And really you're doing more harm. Like for case in point, T.I. was on the Breakfast Club maybe last week. I think okay. it was last week. Um, t- last week or maybe two weeks ago talking about Kanye. Okay. Um, which we'll get to that in, that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and I think they got to talking about the kids and how the kids are growing up. And I think he got into one of his daughters who's like a young adult. And, and I think somebody asked him about her dating right. and her life and being an adult. And, you know, and, and he joked about it. It was funny because, you know, T.I., he talks with a slang, da 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 But he started talking proper when he started talking about his story. He was like, well, uh, and he started joking about it. He started joking about it. Like, right. man, why do you, you just totally shift when you start talking about your daughter? Because it's uncomfortable. Right. It's right. just uncomfortable for men to think about their girl, the their princess, the one they see grow up, popping it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I mean? It's, it's, and I'm being explicit, but that's what essentially she's doing. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So it's tough. It's tough for the mother to see their son or their daughter. It's, it can be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So I think it's just one of those things to where you just you just hope for the best. Right. Yeah. But what you're not doing is equipping them with information and knowledge. Like my children are going like I want to build in an environment to where my children to know that it's okay to talk to me. Yes, yes. This it's has okay. been my prayer for so long. Walking. Yeah, like my thing is like, look, listen. I ain't, I'm going to keep the same energy. Your dad didn't wait. Right. But here's what I learned about having sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. You need to know this. Right. Right? This Here, is what here's the, here's they the talk about. They talk about, they talk about STDs and, and babies out of wedlock. I was fortunate I didn't experience that. Right. I was fortunate. I had a scare. Mm. And let me talk let me tell you about the scare. Let the me tell you about Let's go. let me tell you about how <laughs> I was so stressed that I couldn't sleep at night. Cause my dad put the fear of God in me and was like, if you have a child out of wedlock and you're in college, you're going to take care of that child. And as far as college is concerned, Good luck on you getting back there because you're getting back there on your own. And that was the, I think that was a good thing to tell you. That was a good thing to tell me. So imagine, imagine the scare I had and how I will wake up at night in chills because I'm, because I, right. I'm, I'm this close to my life being changed drastically. Right. Right. Becoming a statistic essentially. Right. Don't put it that way. Well, no, it is what it no, is. No, 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 it no, is no, what it is. No, no, no. no, no I'm telling you, Gatry, that's how I looked at it. I'm not oh, saying what it is. Oh. Okay. This is how yeah. I looked at Let it. Let me turn my mic off, actually. Right. <laughs> this is, this, and again, and I'm getting into the guilt of it. Okay. The condemnation of it. The shame of it. Because when you get and you enter a place of guilt, Gatry, you don't give yourself a break. You no. beat yourself up. I know about that. It takes Absolutely. someone like you to say, no, Walker, that's not true. That's not what I'm saying, telling myself. But until then. Until then, you, you, it's, you battling your guilt. It's a free-for-all. Right. I'm, I'm going in on myself, right? right? That's what guilt is, yeah. right? Yeah. So all the things that they don't tell you about, 
right? There's pamphlets that tell you about child pregnancy. There's pamphlets that tell you about STDs. But what about low self-esteem afterwards? Nobody wants to talk about that. Right? What about the, because it's a high when you have sex. What about when you come back down and you still have those insecurities and issues that were still there before you decided to have that act? Mm. Right? Yeah. That's not in the pamphlet. We have to tell our children about that. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk about it. We got to have these conversations. Right. And if my child understands that, they'll, they'll be able to see the other side of the fence and know, you know what? That's really astroturf. I know it looks green, but that's not even grass. But, but not only that, Walker, and this goes back to your point, if your kid knows that and you fostered an environment to where it's comfortable to share that stuff, if it happens and they're in a guilt situation, they know one place they can go to. Safe haven. Us. Right. So you, you stave off the guilt at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And then you become ears to hear what your child's got to say. Mm-hmm. As a parent, Walker. Without with, judgment. Without judgment. As a parent, Walker, that's that's what I want for my boys. Right. Right. And it starts it starts right now. Yeah. They have to Dude, start trusting started, you. It started five years there ago. There you go. There you go. You, you, don't do, you can't do that overnight. No. You know no. what I mean? You have to start early right. with them so they'll know I can talk to you. Because they can become a teenager and be like, oh, I can't talk to you. You know what I mean? Right, right. So is 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 we we deviated from the slut wall, but but tying it into the slut wall, there has to be an environment in place for women to have these conversations. That's where the slut wall is. That's what to a degree. Okay. To a degree, and th- th- again, there's things that I'm seeking understanding about. I don't fully understand all the nuances of what they're talking about when you start talking about victim blaming. Mm-hmm. I, I th- again, as a man. There's a lot that I seek to understand. And I think I preface it that way because oftentimes there are certain words that we say that can be triggering to women, especially women who've experienced rape, who've experienced sexual assault. I just know from being a black man how we tend to be treated when we get pulled over. Always, always this suspicious thing. Yeah. Right? Right. Where are you going? Have you been drinking? Right. Standard questions that may or may not be asked to someone who isn't. Can we search the car? Right. <laughs> right. right. Get, out mean, the, get out the get car. Get out the car. Right. You know what I mean? Which so not a question, but still. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? So my dad tells me, okay, son, this isn't going to, you, you can't do anything about the officer that pulls you over. Mm. So don't even try getting into a, an altercation with them. You get pulled over, you make sure your license is on the dashboard, your identification, so you don't have to have any sudden movements. Everything should already be visible. He right. shouldn't have to ask you, you for anything. You see times. all my hands, you know, and my dad has lived through this. You mean all your fingers. You only have two hands. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so my dad, my dad has had situations where my dad worked, he leaves early in the morning. Right. My dad got pulled over one night by the cops on the way to work because mm. he leaves at like three in the morning. Oh my goodness. Cops were looking for someone, I guess, who drives a similar vehicle or whatever, or okay. whatever. A cop was pulled off to the side and was like half asleep. And they were, I guess, over there, you know, intercom or whatever, they were saying be on the lookout for someone. So right. he sees my dad going by. Lights it up. Lights it up. Yeah. He comes out. My dad can see when he pulled over. Cop's hands shaking, nervous. He don't know what, because he thinks in his mind, I got the guy. Oh, 
So this guy's dangerous. My dad immediately stuck his hand out the window right. so he could see I'm not armed. Right. Diffused the guy, and he went on about, like, he gave him his information. Hey, where are you going? I'm My dad is dressed for work. Yeah. Hey, I work at such and such. Here's my information. Da-da-da-da. Sorry, sorry. Head on. So this man is telling me how I should carry myself when I get pulled over by he would know something about that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So as my dad is telling me about this, I don't look at my dad because there is a such thing as victim blaming. Right. Right? We are we do say, well, why are you dressed like that? That's wrong. Right? True. But here's the thing though. When my dad tells me what I should be doing, I don't look at him and be like, Well, dad, that's victim blaming. The cops shouldn't even be asking me this to a degree. Now, right. right. No, but here's my point, Gatry. It's a black man telling another black man this. Okay. I don't think this is my my place to tell women how they should protect. And I think this might be a conversation as men we may need to take, sit out on. Just let the women handle it. Just let the women handle it. And I want, I feel like there should be conversation where even in these environments where there's a slut walk, here are things you can't do nothing about a man that's stronger than you and is defunct in his mind to think that assaulting you sexually is okay. Right. But here are steps that you can do to protect yourself. Here are some numbers and things you can have on you to protect yourself. Right. Here are things you, you know what I mean? I, I feel like it'll be yeah. better received from them than a man who's never been in a situation a woman has. Absolutely. You see what I mean? But these conversations need to be had. And as men, we have to work to try to understand and ask certain questions. Try to try to understand why things are the way that they are rather than because sometimes questions can be used to dismiss a legitimate real issue that women are having. Okay. so if we're going to ask a question, ask it with the intent to understand. Right. Let's try to understand the whole notion of victim blaming and how we, if there is a possibility, how can solutions be to help protect women potentially against these situations in the future? We can't do anything about women in the past. So right. there's no point of even saying, well, what did you do? Or what did you da 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 da? It happened. And regardless of what she did, it didn't warrant that response from the guy. Yeah. You see what I mean? Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm painting the picture. It was a buildup, but I'm painting the picture of how we can best understand these movements because there's a legitimate place for them. Gotcha. Now, my only criticism with the Amber Roses of the world is I just talked about how it's important to have an environment for female power inequality, right? Right. And, or female sexuality is what I was trying to say. There should be an environment where women can talk about their sexuality feel empowered by their sexuality if they yeah. want to, right? Right. You want to sleep with someone? You want to do sex work? Hey, that's your body. Whatever. My only criticism is that I don't think it's in women's best interest to lead with that. And what that goes back to what you were talking about, optics. Okay. I can't change this in this society. I can't change this. Right. There's certain things that we can do something about or we can. What am I trying to say? There are certain things that I don't agree with, but I don't see it changing. Like double standards. Right. 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 Not during our lifetime, at least. Not during our lifetime. Right. 
So how do we operate and move in spite of that? Mm-hmm. Okay? Here's what I don't see changing as a society. This ain't this is, has nothing to do with men or women or whatever. This is people. This is how people function, right. right? We have this thing in our society where we don't take people seriously who sexualizes themselves. True. It's just it's just yeah. a, it's just a proven fact, right? right? So Stormy Daniels comes to mind to me. You mean we just don't take people right. seriously? Right. You know what I mean? It's it's so while you are empowering yourself and feeling comfortable with your sexuality, it's important to know that God also gave you a mind. Mm. He gave you intelligence. He gave you the ability to get through life without using your body because your body is fleeting. You're not going to look the way you, you're not going to look that way forever. And so when that season passes, what you got, what do you else are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? That's going to make, life better for society as well as yourself. Like what, and God is giving women, there's something that women bring to the table. And that's why I like the term, the, the, the thing about equality is that I don't, I'm against the whole sexism thing because we, sexism is basically, I feel as a man, I'm better than you mm. because I'm a man. Right? Right. Well, I believe true equality is that I see you as my equal while at the same time appreciating the fact that you and I are different. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. That means that I have strengths and weaknesses. You have strengths and weaknesses. Right? Right. And if we can appreciate those and leverage each other's strengths, how much better we would be as a society when we, instead of looking down on a that, person for being weaker than where we're strong. That's the sweet spot for society. Right. So as for women, I'm saying... Feel empowered sexually. You need to be having these conversations. And then as men, we should be supporting you. But I'm gonna need you to I'm gonna need you to also use the same in keep the same energy and put that same effort into developing your mind because God gave you a mind like He didn't give anybody else. Mm-hmm. I could be struggling with a situation, Gatry, for hours in my house. My wife can come in a room and dissect that thing in a matter of seconds or minutes. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, well, goodness, like, how did you, you because God has wired women a certain way, then they, then he wired us. We're, right. They're just different than us. Absolutely. And if I can appreciate that, I'm much further down the road than trying to compete with someone who's different than me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. If we can celebrate what women bring to the table, but I'm just saying women are bringing more than their bodies and sexuality to the table. Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. Bring that. You need to talk about that, but bring some other stuff too. Right. Bring everything. Bring everything right. because you're more than just your body. Right. God has put more in you than your curves or how well you can, well, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He put more in, in you than that. Right. I need to see more. And as guys, we have to create an environment where women can do that. Sure. That's all. It's done. That's done. I mean, what? What more do you want to say? <laughs> what more can I say? I mean, like, really? But that. But to me, I feel like just being, and I pre, I applaud you for being being taking the time to educate yourself. I think as guys, we don't do that. No, no, we don't do that because it's it's socially it's so easy to just hear the term slut walk. And be like, oh yeah, I gotta find it out because I'm trying to see some. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. TNA. And it's like, <laughs> and I was, I was, before I engaged this website, like I was, I was 
ultra <laughs> cautious about it. Like, oh goodness, you know, what what is gonna pop up once I have to see yeah. it? You know, yeah. But uh, thankfully, I, I was not greeted with what I thought I was gonna be greeted. But again, that, and I hate to I hate to be redundant about that. I think part of that responsibility goes on goes on to Amber Rose because you're projecting that. Right. Absolutely. So, and that's what I'm saying. And I'm not, I'm not asking her to change anything, but she may she may want to reshape or have somebody generally assess the optics. Or she may be fine with the way it's perceived. I think she is fine with it. And, and that's her. That's fine. It's not my walk. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I, I look at it like Malcolm and Martin. Right? Uh, Same goal, but different yeah. approaches. Right, right. Right. And one person was like, okay, we can be militant. But what is the outcome of that? Right. Are there going to be more casual, casualties as a result of that? Right. Or, and even Martin down at, towards the end of his life realized, you know what? My approach may not have been the best. Right. But, you know what I mean? I, I think it's always you're trying to figure out the best way to do something. Exactly. And that's my mentality. There's always a better way to do this. Because in that, in that example, there was bloodshed on both sides. Right. So. Right. You know what I mean? So I think in this cause... Granted, everyone's not going to understand, but at the same time, if you can be if you can be a, a thinker like those two individuals and try to figure out the best way to get us to the conversation, right? And take you seriously, because I think that's Amber's biggest problem. Yes, that is Amber's biggest, yes. and that's what I would tell her: we don't take you seriously, right? I As think a I think, and it's over a situation that is dead serious. Right. You know what I mean? What you're talking about is serious. We just don't take you serious. Which especially which is dilute the message. And if you're on Instagram showing your goods, showing it like you, you're, we're not taking you seriously. Right. It's like because because you're doing all that stuff on IG, and you're like, oh, by the way, I've got this uh, feminist movement. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> Nobody's interested at this point. You know. Right. But. When you gonna drop another pick? Right. Exactly. That's that's what as right. guys, that's what up. we're thinking. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's why I go back to her responsibility. But right, right. It, like I said, it's hers. She can shape it the way she wants to. I but. think because of the sensitivity of it, I think people such as myself and you, we can only understand at this point. We just seek to understand. And I, and I think it, it puts pressure on us as guys. I, I just feel like when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And I feel like... Um, you know, I have a mom. I have a sister. I, I have a wife. I have that. the. I, I have these people. The exact same thing. Yeah, I have these people in my life, and I was brought up to treat them a certain way. Now, right. granted, everyone doesn't have my background or upbringing, right? But I think where much is given, much is required. If we're the stronger, physically stronger, you know, being, generally speaking, then there's a lot of responsibility that comes to that. Sure. I feel like as a man, there's no safer place a female should be than around me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, and again, that's where being a gentleman comes into play. And I'm, I'm just charging my guys, let's let's work on being gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And if there's an issue that women are have, we should we should be all ears to them. You know? Um, they shouldn't have to, I feel they shouldn't have to figure it out on their own. And, and again, I go back again to black women because, again, I feel like a lot of these movements have been hijacked. And black women aren't a major stakeholder in these movements. But you got black women riding hard for them. Riding hard for them. They ride hard for black men. And, and I was listening to um, something on Madame Noir. There's some some, some uh, black women like our age talking about domestic abuse or talking about dating men and how 
a lot of them have been hurt through interracial dating because they are so loyal to black men. And you have a lot of black women who won't even blow the whistle on black men because they don't want to send another brother to prison. They don't want to, you know what I mean? So you have a lot of black women suffering in silence because of that. And I think the onus is on us as men to become gentlemen and do better. Gotcha. Simply put. So anyway, well, you heard it. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, since we don't have a time crunch, <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about Amber's ex, shall we? Which one? Oh, you I know. I know which one. You I know, guess. you know. She does have a lot now, but I'm saying the well, main I only one. Know two of them. She has. Well, she's dated since then. She's been dating guys since then. Actually, I know of three. Yeah, she's been dating since then. They may not be as popular as the previous two, sure, two that sure. you know, but let's talk about the most popular one. The fraudulent one. Kanye West. Mm. Let's have it, Gat. What, what's, what's your, how do you feel, man? So for, for the listeners who may not be aware of the events of this week, uh, Walker, your very own Kanye West, uh, went to go see the president. Right? Yeah. He, uh, you know, I'm all about optics. He wore this all blue, I don't even know what you would call it. All blue, it's not a suit, but outfit. I thought it was black, but it's okay. Was it black? It could have been. Okay. Who I'm cares? Get to the hat. Okay. With um, the infamous MAGA hat. The, I, I, I harp on what he was, what, what his clothes, because it looked very sharecroppish. <laughs> is it, that's not a term. Um, keep going. Okay, because I didn't pay a lot of attention to what he wore. Okay, so go I, ahead. I focused on the optics. Go for it. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Walker. After seeing the picture, I was intentional about not exposing myself to any more coverage on this thing. Right? I didn't want to hear what was said. I didn't want to hear. I, I was. I was kind of. I was. I was really upset, but then I had to remind myself. Of the way I'm approaching Kanye. Okay. I'm approaching Kanye from a music only standpoint now. I feel like Kanye's lost. I feel like Kanye's been through a lot. So, from a, as my homeboys have now called me the humanist, which I am a humanist, um, from the humanist perspective, I think Kanye is suffering, right? Okay. Um, I'm not in a position to help Kanye. So, the only thing I know how to do to protect my own emotions is not expose myself to any details of what he may be putting out in the public because I really think deep down it's an outcry for attention. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it was weird, but, but hold on, hold on. Cause I, I told you I was going to discuss this and this is, this is me being who I am, which, you know, some people call a humanist or whatever, but I am going to point out some potential good in what Kanye did. Now, say what you want about the president being divisive, all that, which, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion on that. Um, But as I told you on the phone Friday, it may sound like a reach, but is Kanye doing any of this with a somewhat of a loving heart? With an attempt to maybe mend the fence? Now, it's easy for us to say... It's easy just as black people to say, man, once a black person wears that hat, <laughs> you know, you got to 
you're, you're standing on the side for everything that hat represents, you know, and I think those words are strong, make America great again. Cause it, cause to me, it immediately asks the question, well, when was it great? Right. You know, and that's, that's, that's what not many people want to talk about, but you know, we, we, we open that door of, of, you know, defining our own interpretation of when that was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when Kanye wears that hat, my, my first thought is, man, are you really riding for that? And from what I've been exposed to, Kanye socially has supported that. Slavery was a choice. Um, his thoughts about the 13th Amendment. Maybe he's cool with that. Maybe he's cool with taking America back to that. You know, um, it's his, his opinion. But the, the, one, the one nano ounce of credit I will give Kanye is he seems to, he seems to appear to be dealing with it head on. And maybe, again, I'm reaching, but maybe. You know you're reaching? Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta see both sides. Um, but maybe extending an act of love. Okay. Here goes my destruction in three, two. <laughs> no, no, no. Walker wanna, is wanna... salivating across the table. No, wait, 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 no. I can't wait to annihilate your, your thoughts, Gatry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's unpack that. Right. <laughs> for our hipsters out here, we gotta show love for the continued love for the hipsters. What do you really believe? And I, and I said that. I said that. In my heart of hearts, I believe Kanye is hurting. Kanye wants attention, but ultimately, Kanye wants you to listen to Yandi. Okay. Which which I want to listen to Yandi. Okay. In my heart of hearts, I do. And let's clarify something. Mm-hmm. You said that you were done with him last week right I didn't believe no if you're going to project that project the entire body of what I said that's what I'm clarifying okay that's what I'm clarifying all right when you said you were done with Kanye you was done with Kanye's antics yeah you're ready for music that's that's all I got for Kanye now because I still believe he's a genius musically okay that's all I want to be exposed to so is that is that okay that's fine okay I mean that's fine um you're one of three people who still want to listen to the Yandi, I think. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Gadry. You should see the look on Gadry's face. I just talked to five people today. No, Gadry, that was a joke. Dang, you fall for it every time. I'm sorry. So let me ask you this. Because my coworker and my wife was like, why don't Kim get him? And they're looking at it from a standpoint of a wife. Oh. Right? I thought you meant from a standpoint of social awareness. No. Because Kim Kim has got a lot to applaud from a social awareness standpoint. Yeah. And what she's done with the pardoning of certain prisoners. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, does does Kim... I took the focus off of Kim with both my co-worker and my wife. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Co-worker's... Black lady. So okay. we were talking. Well, obviously. Clearly. Um, <laughs> right. Hey, you know, white people like Kanye. Um, I told both of them, I said, listen, what is the Kardashians' talent? What is their skill set? What are they good at? You stumped? Bringing attention to themselves? 
There you go. Okay. Okay. What is Kanye doing? He's bringing attention to himself. So what you're asking Kim to do? Get <laughs> <Skid> him. <laughs> She's already got him. Is there, your whole point, right? You know. What I'm you know. What I'm yeah. How is Kim? How did Kim get here? Through attention. So you want her to all of a sudden develop this high moral ground as it pertains to drawing attention to yourself. How often have, how, she went through a period the past few years she was breaking the internet showing TNA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After kids. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm saying, to, I'm saying okay, you're, you want her to do what now? What are we asking for again? Let's think about this. <laughs> to me, when I hear that, it's like, I want you to put fuel on that flame. Because <laughs> he's already got that. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. You want her to stop him, but she doesn't stop herself. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I and I guess that's why, because that's one of the things I hear people saying, like, why don't Kim get him? Well, you're you're thinking like someone who doesn't draw attention to themselves in the public. Right. Right? right? That's not the case, so let's go ahead and throw take that off the table. That's not Please. an option. Right. Right? So, do you, no do you have a problem with Kanye meeting with Trump? I do, and I'm I'm just being honest. Okay, because we need to talk about this. Right. Like, so wh- why why is it a problem that he meets with Trump? Because I think, and this this is going back to the John Grays, okay. and the um who else was oh and the Van Moody's. I believe that Van Moody is a pastor in the Birmingham area right. of a predominantly large black church. Um, I believe that once you agree to meet with Trump, I do believe that there's there's an agenda attached with it. I do believe you're also agreeing not to be as honest as you want to be. Okay. Just to protect the protect the, the image of the president. That sounds so odd to say because he, he's done so much to shatter his own image. But um, but there are people who buy into the image he projects out. Absolutely, which yeah. is why he's there. Right. Um, but that's my whole problem with him going to meet with them. Like that, that's not going to be productive because if you agree, I feel like you're agreeing saying, okay, we can meet, but we're only talking about these things. Okay. You can't bring real in here. So let me ask you this. How did Kim Kardashian get accomplished what she got accomplished? With Trump? Yeah. Money. Kanye has money. Really? So Kim and Kanye have, so he can't, it's it's funny because if you if you go to Forbes, and you you keep searching, they're they're separate entities. She's not even listed as Kim West. She's listed as Kim Kardashian. Sure. So when when money's involved, Walker, <laughs> you can forget the nuptials. Oh, of course, of course. Jay Z's calling me. He wants to chime in on this. Jay-Z, I, I'm, I guarantee you, Jay-Z ain't thinking nothing about Kanye right now. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, he, he and Beyonce are, they're different sure. when it comes to sure. uh, wealth and projected wealth and profitability. They're different. Now, they've done ways to, you know, sweeten their pots a little bit, but it's still Beyonce ranks here on the Forbes list and Jay-Z ranks here. No different with the Kardashian West. Are you saying they don't have a pool of money? No. Making? They don't. No. You think celebrities do that? <clears throat> um, you don't think Will and Jada do that? It just depends. I, general, I, I get what you're. That's a good question. No, that's a really good question. There's some people who may be legit. You know what I mean? Like they for real. So you just never know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't count people's pockets. 
I'm not in their daily business yeah, dealings. I don't but, know. Well, we can only speculate. Right, okay. right. So, okay. Um, here, here's my thing. I am not. I I've said last week, we had a we we had we talked about Kanye last week, and the disappointing part about Kanye West is, as an elder statesman in hip hop, he has lost his influence with those of us who are who love hip hop. He's lost his influence. Some of us. Some of us. No, no, no. He's lost it. And here's what I mean by that. We don't care what Kanye has to say about anything, hardly. So when Kanye... Oh, so you disagree? Well, we're talking about it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. What I'm saying is Kanye has lost... And we talked about it last week. Kanye does an interview with someone... I don't really care to hear what he's got to say. Yeah, that that one that one he did with Charlamagne, it was just like, you know what I mean? Before anybody, <laughs> it was no, no, it was no, no, no. Before anybody had a chance to hear that one, he's at TMZ, <laughs> right? Right. Now we cared about that because of the subject matter, because we all watched it. We all watched it in its entirety. You want to know why we watched it? Because it was like watching a plane crash. But you care about the plane crashing. We shouldn't. You care about the people on it? Sure. Right. You care about Kanye's message. If you want to admit to it or not, you care about it. Here's what I'm getting at, Gatry. Okay. When Kanye came onto the scene, he didn't talk about guns. No. He didn't talk about drugs. No. Right? Right. He talked about police. He talked about being self-conscious. And he, he, was, talked he, was about, very, he was very open about his, his wreck. Yes. And how it shaped his life. Yes. Very honest person. Very honest about what was going on. Talking about prison. Right. He talked about all the social issues. You remember his circle of friends? People he was doing music with? To live quality. To most. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep. Common. Common. How can John I Legend. Common? I mean, yeah. look at the, 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 the conscious people who he was in a circle of. Look at who his circle of friends was. Right. Then you had Jay-Z. Jay-Z was the ratchet friend, if you remember. Right. Right? Right. Who at the time wasn't as shaped as he is now, but still not, no. still not a bad influence. No, no, no. My point is the way we esteem Jay now, that's compared to the circle that Kanye was rolling with. He was sur- so, he was so surrounded. If Kanye had stayed in the same camp, he could have been on a Jay status. Absolutely. Think about think about what these guys bring to the conversation of social issues. Think about when you hear. Kanye sit and talk about certain things. Like, Kanye can't talk to me about certain issues now. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I'm talking about the downfall is coming where he's lost his influence. For me, I appreciated Kanye for that. When Kanye got up and no one asked him to say George Bush didn't care about white people. Right? He just, that he was just, his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was this person who was for the people. Right. Right? Right. So, to see him now... With a president who's made it very clear that black people are means to an end for him, because he's trying to get reelected in two more years. Right. So I'm gonna use you, Kanye, to basically help me say that Kanye's helping me with black people. Did you hear what Trump did? Did that? Is that was that from this week's meeting? Yeah. Okay. Again, I didn't expose myself to anything. Again, the picture was enough. So that's that's what Trump is saying now, right? Right. 
My thing with Kanye is this. You ask me my opinion. Is Kanye doing this out of an act of love? Or whatever. Again, I was reaching. Okay. Humanist. He is human. Right. Um, no, but as a humanist, I believe in the good of all humans. I don't think Kanye's bad. Okay. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's... I, I think... I feel like we sh- we should have cut the lights off and unplugged his mic the moment he said, I'm off my meds. The moment he said, I'm cut. off my meds, <laughs> I haven't been on my meds. Right. Okay, Kanye. You're done. No, you're done. You're, you're done, Kanye. Because here's my thing. I can't give you what I don't have. Right, right. If I don't have myself to, together mentally... Psychologically, emotionally, what can I do? What what good of use am I to the world? If my house is on fire, I can't help. I don't have time to help you rescue your cat out of the tree. Right, right. I gotta. I got other things I to deal my with. Own stuff, yeah. Kanye, you have problems. His house is on fire. Your house is on fire, and if you don't tend to your house, it's going to burn to the ground. Okay, to the ground, all of it. I'm saying save. (laughs) You're going to be disappointed when that drops. Uh, My point is that, no, mm, that's irrelevant. My point is your house is on fire. Right. I know you're trying to do some things in Chicago, and, and that's great. That's great. You're trying to bring some jobs back here to the U.S., some factories, so that you can create jobs. That's great. That's really great. That's that's good luck with all the tariffs that Trumps has <laughs> levied out. That's caused other industries to lose he, he's employees. With China, don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> so, my thing to Kanye West is this. If you take time to put out the fire in your own house, then I'm interested to hear you talk about other issues in this country. I think that's fair. Until then, deal with yourself. (laughs) Take medication. Get yourself to where you're at peace and can function normally, to where you don't look erratic on TV and all over the place when you talk. Get you some help. Get you some help. That's all. Now, I'm not here to try to figure out what's in this. What's what is he trying to do? I don't even care. I'm not trying to make sense of all the things that he said right. when he was with Trump. I saw someone who was clearly off of his meds. Mm-hmm. Get on your meds and get help. And as for us, black community, I want. I'm challenging us, and I'm praying for the day that we get past what I call symbolic figures in our community. Mm. I get it. I get the pain and the frustration we have because I just I just detailed the frustration that most people have with Kanye. Sure. Right? We got to get past symbolic, these symbolic figures because that's just one person. I'm really challenging us to get to a place to where we develop a sense of community to where there's truly strength in numbers. I can rip up a sheet of paper 
But have you ever taken a stack of paper and then try to rip it up? Oh, I love that. Right? Now you have a network of black people. Celebrities, non-celebrities. Professionals, non-professionals. Wealthy, middle class. Right? Right. Even some poor people. But we're working (laughs) together and it's difficult to separate us or destroy us because we're now working together. But when we project all of our expectations onto one person, that one person can fall. That one person can start dealing with mental health issues. That one person can be assassinated. Right? Right. So when we get to a place, to, because I can't name you the leader of Asian people. Me either. Asian Americans. Not as a whole. I can't name you. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. We look to these symbolic figures as our only hope. Right. All we got is us. Let's work together and and do what we are expecting the Kanye's of this world to do. That's all I'm saying. And then we won't be so devastated when one of our greats in hip hop decides they're going to lose their way. Mm, yeah. The party goes on. Did you hear what Kanye said? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, we mean tomorrow with the rest of the people about how we're going to build this, these businesses. See what I'm saying? Like, life goes on with the community, with us as a people, because we're heading somewhere. We're progressing somewhere. And if some person gets off, good luck. Right. You know what I mean? And I just want us to get to that point. We're already banded. We're already banded. You can't destroy us. Right. We're not distraught because someone that we loved has gone AWOL. Right. Right? So, Kanye, get you some help, man. Take your meds and, and get low. Just get low. Do you believe in Kanye? Do I believe in him? Yeah. In what way? Just in in your your total adoption of Kanye West. Do you believe in him? I'm not I'm not I'm not fragmenting this to say musically or socially. I'm talking about totality. Look at it from an aggregate level. Do you believe in Kanye West? I still don't know if I understand the question. To do what? Just, do you believe in him? I believe he exists. Okay. I think that there's a lot. I do believe in Kanye West. Thank I'm you. Being, I'm being Thank facetious. You. And it hurts you that it hurts you to admit that. No, not it? really. It doesn't. Um, I believe in him, but my thing is this. Here's my analogy. I'll leave you with this, Gat. Okay. I believe in. I believe in Steph Curry. If Steph Curry rolls his ankle and breaks his ankle, which is highly likely, right? I believe in Steph's abilities, but there's nothing Steph can do because he's sidelined. Right? Right. It is what it is. Injuries happen. We, with his issues with his ankles have been well documented. I believe in Steph's ability. I've seen his ability. But Steph's injured right now. So no matter how much I believe in him, he's not in a position to contribute. Kanye is not in a position to contribute and, and, to society. I'm not debating that, but you still believe in the guy, which means you believe that at one point he'll be positioned to contribute. Because Steph, Steph's ankle's got to heal, right? At least enough for him to make a playoff run. That's the hope. That's part of your belief. That's the hope. No, that's part that's of your the belief. That's the hope. That's the hope. How many times have we seen Bo Jackson? 
Bo Jackson, was there anything from a physical standpoint we felt he can do on that field? I knew Bo was coming back as a kid. Right. I knew he was coming back. He never came back. So, yeah, I can hope. I can hope. I hoped Kanye wouldn't get to this level. Yeah, but what? I'm saying just because I'm, I can't hope something into existence, Gat. I'm not asking about your hope. I'm asking about your belief. But you've already answered the question. You believe in Kanye. We can move on. You're the one who brought hope into this. I don't care about hope. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't have nothing to do with hope? Because hope and belief are two different things. They are. But they work very closely together. Uh, no. oh. I hope. I hope, hope is an expectation. Man, no, no, no. Hope, hope is I an hope expectation. I, a, I hope I get an A on this test. Hope is an expectation. Have you studied? No. I just hope. I hope I get an A. Okay. Flip it. But even if you do Man, study, I've studied for this test. I've studied, restudied, and restudied again. I believe that I will get an A on this test. But that's still based on an expectation. So when you get the te- the paper back, what are you expecting to see? Study or no study? What are you expecting to see? That's hope. They work together, Gat. Even though they're different, they work together. They're yin and yang. We can agree to disagree on this. (laughs) And we will. Right. But you answered my question, which I'm going to thank you for. Okay. I never asked you, you you have hope that Kanye... I I don't have an expectation for what happens at this point with Kanye. Okay, but you believe in him, and that's on wax. I believe in the good of people. Okay. <laughs> All right, Walker. Enough about Kanye. You got any players of the week this week? Or you want to get into your shout-outs first? I'll let you take the shout-out. I, I couldn't find one. Aww. I couldn't find one. With all the good going on on this globe, you couldn't find <laughs> one shout-out. Not this week. Let me tell you about a guy, Walker. I do have one, but I didn't care for it too much. Huh. Interesting. You didn't believe in it. I don't believe in you right now. <laughs> Walker, you know, you've known me for a long time, right? You know me now. Okay. You know, you know how crazy I am about impactful fatherhood and purposeful parenting. Yes. It's a passion of mine, right? Yes. I want this for every parent, and I believe that every child with parents should be in an environment such as this. There's a guy by the name of Dr. Herbert. It's either Oye or Oi. It's O-Y-E. Nigerian guy, right? I'm going to sum all this up. His parents work hard so that he can come to the United States for school. He comes over here, long story short, does well in school, becomes a physician. Right? Okay. Great story so far, right? Gets better. Yes. Um, this man goes on to to exceed in his field of medicine. So much so that he says, you know what? Going back to Nigeria, going to work with some people down there. We're going to build our own hospital. Okay. Right? And all, the, all, this, all this cash I'm making in the U.S. is coming right back to Nigeria. 
to serve the greater good of his fellow people or his native people, if you will. So um, in the meantime, uh, Dr. Herbert is blessed to um, meet a woman, marry her, and have three children. So long story short, Walker, because I'm not going to drag you through all of this. Mm -hmm. As his kids grow and as, as his kids observe his involvement with this hospital in Nigeria that he helped to establish and build, um, it inspires them. Guess what happens? All three of his children become doctors. Dope. Two daughters, one son. They all have one common source of motivation. Yeah. That is their father. Nice. You know, Dr. Herbert Oye has been listening to us since the first episode, so um, not really. I just like to say that. <laughs> so, Dr. Herbert, I know you're listening. Um, you're my shout-out this week, man, as, as, a, um, as a man who strives to be an impactful father and uh, a man who prays about leaving a legacy for his sons. This is inspiring to me. Now, um, I don't know if I'll ever become a doctor. Odds are I won't. Uh, but still, I, I, I want to I want to lead and drive something that will have the similar impact on my sons as you as you've had in your children. So, um, man, you are my shout out this week. Great work. You know what's so funny is that as you talk, it then hits me who I can talk about. Okay. So I do have a shout out. Okay. Pastor Michael McClure, uh-huh. Jr. This is your guy. Of Rock, is it still? I think it's Rock City. No, Mike McClure is not your guy. It's Michael. You think about Michael Moore? Sorry. Um, black people are insane. Um, of Rock City Church in Birmingham, Alabama, um, huge congregation, doing very well. Um, I went to high school with Mike McClure. Mike McClure is a year behind me. Okay. And uh, just watching him do the things that he's doing, I'm so excited for him. Yeah. He has since opened a school for kids. Central Park. What? Yes. And I think it's already it's already been launched just just recently. You doing, talking about the dude from the Rock TV on the, in the morning? Absolutely. He has a school for kids. Wow. Um, Central Park Christian, I believe. Um, it launched recently, and so he's always have been. He's he's big, of course, big on his faith, but he's also big about community, and okay. that's one of the things that I'm big on. Yeah. So to see him and one of the aspects and the pillars of our community that we need are places that we can educate our children. There you go. Right. So to see him put that in action and to see it be realized, the manifestation of it, so dope. That's and amazing. to that, I applaud Michael McClure uh, for all that he's doing in the community and his dedication and service to to the city of Birmingham. Incredibly dope. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And who needs education more than Birmingham? Right. Jeez. Right. Salute. Salute, Mike. So, let's uh, shout out these uh, screw-ups. What happened, man? What you got? Walker. Okay. Let me walk you through something. and That's pun intended. Oh, boy. Let's, let's say, let's say you and your wife, right? You say, you say, you know what? We want to go see John Legend in concert. Okay. Just hypothetically say <clears throat> Boutwell. Because I know how much you love Boutwell Auditorium. You told me this off air. Sure did. Especially when I go with my mom. 
well, well played, by the way. <laughs> 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 um, so, so, so you and your wife, you're saying, you know what? We want to see John Legend. We know he's going to be in Birmingham um, playing at the Boutwell. Uh, let, let's go get some tickets, right? Cool. So you, you, you go online, you do your thing, you're like, oh, yeah, we got the tickets. Then we're just we're waiting for October the 21st mm-hmm. to come around so we can go see this guy. Mm-hmm. So the day rolls around. You're getting ready. You're like, oh, can't wait to go see Johnny Ledge. You get there. Not only is Boutwell not open, John Legend in there. What, what do you feel right now, Walker, as we're hypothetically going through this? Like I've been had and taken? You've been had. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Enter um, Mr. William, a.k.a. Billy McFarland. Does that name ring a bell? Mm, it doesn't. Okay. It will Should as I? I keep talking. Yeah, you'll, you know about this. Um, last year, Billy thought, you know what? I'm going to promote a concert called the Fire Festival. With no eye, mind you, in fire. Um, you know, I'm going to get the Migos to be there. Your Migos, right? Even Quavo Huncho, right? I'm going to get Migos to be there. I'm going to get 21 Savage to be there. I'm going to get, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm even going to get Blink-182 so I can do a cross-cultural deal. Like, I'm going to bring a whole bunch of people here, right? I do remember this now. Yeah. And you and he says, you know, I'm not gonna just do this. I'm going to do it on the island of the Great Exuma in the Bahamas. Man, it's gonna be great. All these dope artists are gonna come and perform. We're gonna have these exclusive tents built. Via everybody who gets in gets VIP treatment. It's gonna be great. Now, Billy then goes on to build this social media campaign. With all these cooked up fake images about how this thing is going to be. So he has people. I mean, he can't he can't get enough people to sign up to go to this, right? People sign up, get their tickets, pay their money, arrange flights. Because you can't just walk to Exuma. <laughs> Not the people attending this, at least. Right. Um, so it's like, oh, this is going to be top-notch, grade A. Fast forward. People get there. Um... There are about ten tents now. Now, now, mind you, you, you talk about you talk about an event that drew. I think this says ten thousand people. You get there. There's a dozen or so tents, half of which are knocked over. There are no drinks. There's none of this first class treatment that I was promised that I paid good money for. And you know what else isn't there? The artist. The artist. <laughs> Not even one of them, Walker. <laughs> Not even Offset. Because you know nobody cares about Offset. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing about this. But so, I'm not uh, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, of course, this sparks outrage. and sparks this huge um, social media deal with everybody saying man we've been had kind of like you when you tried to go see John Legend a few weeks ago at the Boutwell um, that didn't happen by the way I know but we're, we're, we're playing on hypothetics let me have the hypothetics please um, you, gotta, you gotta reiterate that because you know, you never know. <laughs> so you know 
people are here. They're outraged. They, they didn't get what they paid for. And they, somebody finally says, well, where's Billy? Well, I'll tell you where Billy is. <laughs> Billy's in his penthouse suite in New York City. Swimming all the money that he got from all these hads. Right? Billy comes under major heat, right? So everybody's after him, you know. Police get him, boom. Okay, Billy, you you committed fraud, or I don't forget what the formal charges are, dude. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna lock you up. We're gonna place the charges against you, boom. This is not the end for Billy. Billy has enough money accumulated from defrauding, not defrauding, but frauding these people that he can post bail. So mm-hmm. Billy says, "Okay, y'all got me. Y'all got me. Good. I'm about to bail out this joint." Guess what Billy does after that? Plans another event. <laughs> You need to go re-up. <laughs> I wish I could say I was making this up. So at Old Bell, Billy says, we're going to go get some more idiots. Goo up. Walker. <laughs> and get some. Get some. This dude, between both of the, both of the uh, failed events, generated more than $24 million. So, earlier this week, Billy was sentenced, (laughs) okay, to the tune of six years in federal prison, which I think he got off really easy. He must have had enough residual funds to pay a really good attorney. Um, Wow, that is a slap on the wrist. That's a slap on the wrist, yeah. So, um, anyway, Billy's in the feds um, for at least six years. Who knows if he'll see all six years. It's amazing to me how greed can distort common sense. It gets in the way of common sense. What if you actually paid the artist? You would still have netted millions of dollars. Thank you. But you got to have it all. And the the story says that Billy's team did attempt to get some of these artists. (laughs) You DM Quavo? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get nothing. Nothing? <laughs> what are sales looking like? <laughs> Great. All right. Keep this thing going. Billy Mack. You sleazy. <laughs> you know what? Trash. You are my hey. you're my player of the week. He's what? He's T Rash. He's T Rash. He's T Rash. What did uh what did your boy what did your boy Keith Jackson from Fox News call him? Skanks? Billy McFarlane, dirty you're, skank. You're a dirty skank. <laughs> Formerly a fox. Have fun in the feds. I don't care if you're in there 20 minutes. I'm, I'm just glad you're there. Get out of here, man. Enjoy your boyfriend in prison. Seriously. So my my player of the week goes out to uh, two ignorant women. Um, the first ignorant women uh, woman is uh, out of Georgia. Okay. So this white lady is out, and uh, you just had to throw that in there. Right? I was very critical to the story. <laughs> okay. This white lady is out, and she notices a guy by the name of Corey Lewis. Do you know who Corey Lewis is? I have no clue. Okay, I didn't know he was till last week either. See, but apparently, apparently he's a decent guy. Okay. Okay. So decent to the point to where some friends of his who are white trusted him to babysit their kids. 
So they're out and about. I heard about this. So they're out and about. (laughs) Sorry. And boy, to Corey Lewis's misfortune, this white lady spotted him with these kids. Right? Right. So she goes up to Corey, paraphrasing the story, and asks him. You are definitely. She walks up to him and asks him about the kids. Right? Right. Do you know these kids? Or da-da-da, you know, just inquiring, right? Right. Now she's suspicious, right? Because clearly they're not your kids. (laughs) So something's got to be wrong, right? Corey's like, whatever, lady, get away from me. Because that's weird. Right. Right? Now you're being weird. (laughs) Right? Right. Gets in his car, because I think he was at a... He was somewhere. He's at. A, I thought he was at a restaurant. He's at a restaurant. First, yeah, yeah. It ends up at a gas station. Ends up at a gas station, right, all right. So he gets off and drives off. The white lady follows, follows him. him. Oh, this, I couldn't believe, yeah. Follows him. Come on, right? Walker. While she's following him, what does she do? In the spirit of Barbecue Becky and all the people who suspect black what? people of doing something wrong? Wait, wait, she did something before this. What did she do? You're talking about when she called the cops. Right. She did something before that. What did she do? She confronted him. That's and what she... it was. That's what I'm saying when she walked up to him. Oh, but that was before the cops were involved. That's what I'm saying. But did you harp on what she asked him? What were you doing with the kids? No, she asked, are the kids okay? She did ask the kids that. She asked them that. She did. Sorry, right. I thought that part was important. Thank you. Thank you. So she then calls the cops, right? You're right. And stays on the line with them until he stops at a gas station. Police get there and realize there's nothing to see here, man. (laughs) So the woman's justification is she couldn't sleep at night. She wouldn't be able to sleep at night had there actually been something wrong. So now, if it was all fine, then that's great. Ma'am, because we don't know your name. Your name was never released. You still shouldn't be able to sleep at night. Yeah, seriously. Okay? Because the fact of, of the fact that a black man with white kids makes you uncomfortable shouldn't sit well with you. No. That shouldn't sit well with you. You shouldn't be okay with that. You shouldn't be okay. Because here's the thing. You don't ask that question when you see white people with white kid children, black people with black children. Come on. But now you see a black man, and all of a sudden, something's wrong. Right. Are the kids okay? Right? Right. Never mind the fact that these kids are growing up with a positive image of a black man oh. who's looking after them and, and taking care of them, right? Right. That they're seeing a black guy for who he is, a black guy who's a good guy, right? Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid that. No, it's always have to be something wrong. Right. Then you have another woman in New York, I believe. (laughs) This woman, apparently there was an eight-year-old. I don't know if he grazed his hand on her butt or actually grabbed her butt. Mm. She calls the police on the eight-year-old claiming sexual assault on an eight-year-old. An eight-year-old. An eight-year-old. In other words, an eight-year-old had the frame of mind to 
to assault Salty you sexually. sexually. And it goes back, even. it goes back to how there are people in our society who see us as black men as threats. As monsters, We're if you want to be honest about Predators, right. right? So it's not, so my thing is, we're not human. So in other words, we don't get the benefit of the doubt, and it, and it speaks to what I opened up with in the podcast about how when there's a there's a difference between how black men are treated in the system when they get charged with something versus white people right. or white men, right? For just from a man's standpoint, there's variations between a black man and a white man because a white man we can humanize him, we need evidence with him, right. but with a black guy, oh he's a monster. Come to the wolves. No, we don't need evidence. Right. We don't even need evidence. Guilty. He's guilty. And this is bad when you try to treat a child and lump a black child, a child, an eight-year-old. Doesn't even know what he's doing. Seriously. Doesn't even know what he's doing. Gatry. Gatry. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yeah. I'm an outstanding as, as individual. To, yeah. But you know I actually took some, some candy out of a store around that kid's age, maybe like six. I was like five or six. Oh my goodness, Walker. Right? Yeah. Now, did I grow up? My mom found out and dealt with me big time. But did I grow up to be a thief? No. And a predator? No. And a monster? No. I was being what, Gatry? You're being a kid. Okay. Which means I lack, I lack the maturity, the understanding to know what I'm doing. Right. Even if the che- I'm dealing with the fact that he grabbed her butt. Let's say he grabbed her butt. That warrant you calling the police on him. If it was little Maddox, would you call the police? <laughs> so these women get player of the week because of this racial bias that they have towards black men and children. To treat them and equate them to a monster who deserves to be in prison with the real monsters. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. We got to do better. We got to do better as a, as a society. We, we got to do better, man. We owe it to everybody to do better. Yeah. All of us. I'm not saying we as black men, but everybody's got to Every, do better. We, we got to do better. We just got to do better. This is, this is ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> what else you got, man? Uh, as you as you seem to do all the time, you leave us at the point to where there's nothing much more that can be said. <laughs> That's not a bad thing, by the way. <laughs> hey, it's the tipping point. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. If you agreed with anything or nothing we said at all. Hopefully we said something that challenged your way of thinking to help you see the world better or allow you to grow as a person and make the world a better place. Thanks for listening.